gamers, are you ready for another RGH podcast? I hope you're ready for another RGH podcast because it's starting right now, baby. It's Woo. live right now. And oh. apparently I don't know how to change the screen so you can see us. There we go. <laughs> uh, technical difficulty Tash here. Uh, and we've got Cacus HD, our bearded brethren. And then we've got this guy, the handsome devil himself, with the double chins, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Some guy was just roasting him in the comments. Big fatty Magoo, Fatty Magoo, Chubagard. Yeah, I right. see Chubagard, and I think that is a picture of obesity. Dude, <laughs> this guy is canoeing at 5 a.m. This other guy <laughs> typing his comments like, this fat Chubagard. <laughs> There's Dorito dust on his chin. Oh, Are you kidding man. me? <laughs> oh, my This God. is my life, you know? Yeah. Harassment. Classic. Um, speaking of harassment, <laughs> Activision Blizzard <laughs> will be uh, discussed again today. Uh, we're going to talk about the new Destiny 2 stuff as well as Halo, but also there's Halo in Destiny. It's kind of crazy. We'll talk all about it. Uh, PlayStation going to bat against Xbox and uh, trying to create their own Game Pass situation. And then KFC Gaming gets absolutely roasted because they're idiots. Uh, where do we begin? Right at the top? We're at right the top of Destiny 2. So, yeah. so I played Destiny 2 for the first Whoa, time in a while. You did? Big news. I played the new dungeon with True Vanguard and KJ Hovey. Absolute blast. Really good time. Checked out all the patch notes. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a ton. There's a new activity going on. And I even uh, made a comment on Twitter about it. And I was like, wow, this new season is really good. And then someone's like, mm, actually, it's not a new season. It's just a, a 30th anniversary event. And I said, actually. Well, how come, first of all, how come there's more content here than some seasons? Because First like, of all, that was me. And second of all, he's <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that is the beauty of this update is like it is a mid-season update. And the important distinction is that it's injecting a lot of free content, right? It's kind of... It's kind of I don't like maybe a little split down the middle, right? So you can pay. Now it is actually a premium. It's twenty five bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty five bucks yep. US. Then you get uh, the content wise, you get the dungeon, right? And the dungeon comes with and it, like the there's certain loot that only drops in the dungeon, so like the matter sixty four, the is Luna. Luna. So essentially, that's like paid loot. And then the Galahorn is connected to the dungeon. And which is yep. obviously, you know, a big deal, the Galahorn. And you also get, like, some... Cosmetics. Cosmetics, like, you instantly get the streetwear set, and then via unlocking stuff in the other activity, you'll get another set of armor, the, like, marathon set. But then, on the free side of things, you got the Dares of Eternity. So another, a six-player matchmade activity, which is a pretty big deal. Like, like you said, yeah. Dash, like, usually a whole season, you get one new activity right like season of the splicer we got well i guess we kind of got two with but you get one like, <laughs> multiplayer activity season right. of the splicer you got override override when season of the lost launched you got astral alignment right yeah you menagerie you, you it's like a one thing so now we have a second one with the dares of eternity and then that has its own loot like the halo battle rifle and and they did not announce this prior to like the day before. There was there's an exotic, the Halo Magnum pistol. That's right. Is like via free exotic to play. Quest, 
completely free to play. So even if you're a free to play player, you don't want to pay the 25 bucks, which admittedly is pretty steep. Then you're like, all right, I'm gonna chill, get this new activity and get a brand new exotic too. That's right. Is the new activity, the dares of eternity or whatever, is it as good as menagerie? Not quite as uh, good as no. menagerie, in my opinion. Nothing menagerie is. had a lot more. Yeah, menagerie is. You're not gonna beat menagerie. You're just not gonna beat menagerie unless they swing for the fences. But, but it's better, in my opinion, than almost every other six man activity that we've gotten in any seasonal content so far. Um, you've got lots of different bosses that you can end up fighting. Some familiar faces from you know you can fight Crota from Destiny, one of the Destiny One raid bosses. You can fight Valus to Ark, which was obviously one of the uh the launch strike box bosses of destiny one so there's a lot going on there is it menagerie no it's not menagerie but it is in my opinion better than any six-man activity we've seen recently yeah but menagerie was admittedly paid you had to pay for season of opulence to get menagerie right so the fact that this is like for free is awesome Mm -hmm. this gives me hope for the future if they're saying hey witch queen dungeons or raids like every uh season I mean, and they're of okay. this quality. Okay, if you do, if you do this every season, perfect. I'm in. I'm back. Right. I'm back, baby. Like the new dungeon, super fun. I really enjoyed it. I feel like it was pretty easy, which is probably a good thing. Like accessible wise, uh, you know. Like I think the mechanics were like pretty fair and nothing too grueling, and uh, really cool the aesthetic overall. The dungeons are never like too insane. Mm-hmm. Like prophecy. Wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, Pit of Heresy wasn't too bad. The only one that was kind of a little tricky was... Shattered Throne. Uh, Shattered Throne. It was pretty mechanic heavy. But the rest of the dungeons have not been too bad. Yeah. So, I feel like I feel like everyone views the dungeons very differently. Like, Pit of Heresy, for me, I had a really hard time soloing it because I just kept dying to dumb stuff. Like, booped off the edge in the final fight or just, like, weird mechanics. Like, I, I would go to sword the... Uh, the boss that you had to sort him to death and then I die on accident. And, and, and like, I, I was just so frustrated and then shattered throne. I think I did it on my second time. And, and, and you know, like it just like, depending on which one and, and kind of the way yeah. you play the game, um, you know, they're all different. I think this one though, for my day one clear, it was the fastest. It had to have been the fastest. I think prophecy took we us. We had like a half hour run, didn't we? Yeah. Like we were, we were really quick to, to beat it. And um, I don't know. I felt like a lot of the a lot of the mechanics kind of made sense, and they were like pretty easy to figure out. Um, you guys on. didn't beat it in half an hour because when I beat it, you were still in the dungeon. No, I I, like... we went back in. We did it oh, okay. three. We did it like we do it. Did three oh, runs. Okay. Yeah. I was like half an hour. I was like you guys are like worlds first. Then <laughs> yeah. Like, Come did, on. did you play on PC or PlayStation for the launch? I played plans? on PC. Yeah. So we we had to wait for him to copy and every or like Hovi and him to copy. Oh yeah. And yeah. then there was like a bug. Where you had to like double copy or something like that, or something was yeah. Something so was this wrong. yeah, PlayStation players kind of got screwed over with this update because Bungie dropped. It was two updates for PS5. So oh, great! It, it, it's two separate update files. So you you update the first one, and then you have to re. The way PlayStation works is it rewrites the entire game plus the new update, and then deletes the old copy of the game. So so when you update the game, you actually have to have enough space on your hard drive for two copies of it, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Oof. Which is like it's dumb. the dumbest possible thing. It's like, dumb. Yeah. What kind of absolute troglodyte at Sony was know. like, we got it. It's, I think it's like to prevent people from like stealing games somehow, but it's like, dude. I don't know. Like, come on. 
Um, but anyways, all this to say, I think Bungie knocked this one out of the park. They one of the best things about it, they just they decided, you know what, if we're gonna do this Halo gun throwback thing, let's just full send it. These aren't gonna be ornaments. It's gonna be a real gun. We got the battle rifle right uh, back. It's the same optics. It's got the hip fire accuracy, just like it does in Halo. Absolutely slamming from across the map. Yeah, and and it has its own unique like unique uh, perks in the pool that that are brand new to the pool that they dropped. They've got uh, it's like a new frame. The pulse rifle is, and then obviously you've got a brand new legendary trace rifle, which all the trace rifles in the game before this have been exotic. So that and opens up all. I of it. I was the one on Twitter saying they should do it months ago. So I'm gonna take full credit for this, boys. Call yeah. the Cactus HD rifle, baby, because we've That's gone. Right. Honestly, it was a no-brainer. And on that topic, I think that's a good point. Like, it they kind of went above and beyond with the loot. They could have easily been like, Matter 64, it's another shotgun. It could get some good perks. Ayas Luna, it can get some great perks. Its stats are outrageous, right? But then, like you said, first ever legendary trace rifle. Like, so now you can use a trace rifle and an exotic. You never could before. And also... Like the the pulse rifle unique frame like they didn't just make a pulse rifle look like the battle rifle like you said it has like super unique hip fire accuracy like no other pulse rifle can get that and new perks they're at, they've been adding like new weapon perks every single season and i was surprised uh, genuinely surprised to see new perks in like a mid-season update really yeah. so it's like now i think what you know the sword one where you have more defense after every final blow there's one where you when you swapped your sword you get massively increased lunge range and stuff <laughs> that uh, made the speedrunners happy <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. that's already super abusable uh so there's just all this crazy stuff and then and so that's good and i think that is kind of a marquee Bungie said oh we got it this huge weapons department that's all working on this stuff and you're like i you can tell because like yeah. before I remember the days of old. I don't know if you guys remember. We get no new perks. Like there was no new perks after Forsaken until uh, Season of the Drifter or something like that. They added multi kill clip and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Now we get like three, four new perks. Like starting to keep track season. of all those times. Yeah, it's like a lot. You're kind of like whoa. So yep. it's almost like maybe like did you guys? start this whole sunset thing too soon like imagine if they would have done it with this amount of like power behind their weapons department and they had constantly these new perks and exciting things like maybe mm. people wouldn't have been i'm not saying they should like bring back sunsetting or anything like that i'm just saying like why did they do it so crappily and then it's like right. as soon as it went away they're like let's actually try with the weapons <laughs> like it was sure. kind of wild yeah and they nailed it so they nailed it if you if you haven't been playing destiny Maybe maybe now is the time to just jump in, do the free-to-play stuff, see if you're having fun. They did a bunch of balance changes that I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out. It might be a new game that you're really enjoying uh, or something to return to. But let's jump on because uh, Halo Infinite, the campaign is now launched, which I think some people in the Destiny community were probably worried. Like, oh no, is Halo going to kill Destiny? Uh, it seems like... The, doesn't like, seem like it. <laughs> seems like the Halo subreddit is more toxic than the Destiny subreddit right now. Yeah, let me tell you it's that. interesting. Yeah, you talk about that. Before we dive into the campaign launching today, one thing worth mentioning is that over the weekend, they actually had to shut down the Halo Infinite subreddit. I don't know if you heard about this, Mike. Because yeah. it was too toxic. The now, people were making death threats to devs. Like, think that about community how toxic. Got wild. <laughs> they had to think shut it down. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah they shut it down for a bit. They had to lock it. Think about how toxic your average, like, gaming subreddit is. It's already, like, pretty toxic. To be so toxic beyond that, and they're like, we gotta do something, we gotta do something about this. We gotta shut this down. This is a That's war like, crime. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically a war crime, like, level yeah. toxicity going on here. Like, you know, unreal. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's nuts. Halo Infinite campaign, I think... Or, sorry, the multiplayer. I think a lot of people have been, like, overall happy with it. And uh, some people, like, love it. I don't think it's doing that amazing right now. And there's tournaments coming, and we'll see how those do. But a lot of people do really play Halo for the campaign. And now that it's out, some people are saying it's amazing. There's actually been some reviews giving it, like, 5 out of 5. And, like, yeah, I've overall seen a lot rating, of like, reviews. really high ratings. But some other people I follow are saying... It's pretty lackluster. There's stuff to be desired. It, it didn't feel very fleshed out. But also, did you guys see the Paul Tassi thing? Apparently, yeah. there's a rumor, like, two-thirds of the game, of the map, almost breath, like Zelda Breath of the Wild explorable areas are gone. They're not there. You can't get into them. It's like they cut them from the game, and it's, it's interesting because... It's not the, like they cut them from the well, game. They're they cutting, yeah, you can't yeah. get them. You can't get to them. But it's like, why is all this stuff created? Why did you remove it? Will it be DLC in the future? Like, what what is going on there? Um, yeah. You know, did they have to pull back the scale of this game so they could get it out in time? And, you know, how does that impact the story? How does that impact the replayability? Like, I, I truly well, don't know. Yeah, and that's a good question. You know, I saw... Because it's interesting, because I saw a lot of people that I really trust... Um, who got their early takes on the campaign out there, some friends of mine, colleagues of mine, peers of mine that I've known for a long time, whose takes I tend to kind of vibe with, not all the time, but more or less so. And a lot of them were saying, this Halo campaign had a really strong start. Like, I was totally into it. I was loving the uh, places I was going to, the environments I was in, the combatants I was fighting, the bosses I was engaging with. But then it came to an abrupt halt. And... The last third of the game, a lot of I saw this from a lot of people. They were saying like the last third of the game just felt like it was rushed, came to an abrupt halt, and we stopped getting variations in the environments. Like a lot of you think of a lot of the old Halo games, and the further you get into the campaign, the more kind of intense and ramped up the environments become. I think mm-hmm. of like Combat Evolved, and then you get to like the library in Combat Evolved, and it's like. A completely new environment right. that has yeah. this like dark and oppressive vibe to it. I think of you know Halo Three, and then you get aboard the um, high charity, the, like flo- high charity yeah. that's flood infested, and it's this dark, oppressive, and it it, it ramps up that intensity. Mm-hmm. And I think people were really expecting that from the the Infinite campaign. I can't speak to it personally; I haven't played through it yet. Uh, but from what I've seen, a lot of people are expressing their 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 disappointment that that didn't seem to happen with this campaign strong start, but it plateaued and the last third was sort of uneventful. But like you said, these rumors now coming out that a lot of it was cut out. Maybe the game was supposed to go somewhere that it's not had the chance to go yet. Well, it makes you wonder like, like why, why did it need to release now? Like why now? Like, why not give them an extra year, an extra two years to do the full thing and not have to cut a third of it or two thirds of it out? Yeah. And then it can launch with Forge and, 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 and everything. Like, why are we launching it? Like, I understand, I would have understand, I would have understood more if it was like rushed for the launch of 
the new Xbox, which it originally kind of was, but once they missed that target, it was like, okay, like then why does it matter? Halo Infinite right now has 104,000 uh, viewers. I mean, that's a lot. Which is like, that is pretty good. It is one, two, three, four, fifth game. It is above League of Legends. It is above Apex right now. It is above Fortnite. However, the campaign did just launch, and if you look at the streams, Summit 1G has 22,000 of those viewers doing the campaign. Yeah, fifth of them on one person. There's another one with 6.6 doing the campaign on Legendary. There's, there's a couple really big streamers here, uh, and they're all doing the, the campaign right now. And there's only a few actually playing PvP. And so I'm curious, after that campaign hype is gone, then what happens? Does it drop down to 40,000 or 30,000? Do those people go and play some PvP? But there's no real big streamers other than Summit. Snipedown's playing it. Angry Joe is doing some campaign. But, like, it already feels like Halo is, like, flavor of the month. It, 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 the, the issue, here's the issue. Is it such a hyper-competitive game that back in the day, Halo 2 and 3, it, like, thrived off MLG and esports, and, like, people wanted to watch the pros play, and they wanted to be like the pros. I feel yeah. like... That isn't there anymore. Uh, it doesn't have that insane following. And most of the big streamers are not playing it and engaging with it. A few days, a few weeks after launch already, that doesn't seem like a good sign. And yeah. I, I don't know. The fact that League of Legends, I know that's a huge game. But if you launch and you have less viewers than a League of Legends or a Valorant or an Apex that's been out for years at this point... And, you, and you're instantly dipping below them, typically the games don't come back. I mean, Apex dropped down for a long time, and it, it kind of clawed its way back. But typically the games, unless it is this viral success like a Fortnite that, that becomes a new pinnacle in the community, or even Valorant. I'd say Valorant was pretty viral. Everyone was playing it early on. Some people fell off, but like Valorant is really huge still. I don't know. It's like once the hype dies, the game dies. It's kind of weird. It's interesting that, like, I don't think any of us are saying that, like, Halo is a bad or dead game. No, no, like, that's not, not what at we're all. Saying. That's not what we're saying. Don't roast us in the comments for that. We're not saying that. Like, it, from what I saw the reviews, like, the campaign is still good. It's a good campaign. It's a good multiplayer. But it maybe just hasn't reached that excellent level. And then that's why it's kind of weird. Like, you know, is this enough to revitalize Halo? Like, to launch it good and bring it into and, the limelight and make you know, it this like you talked ultra about clawing back tash oh sorry right? i accidentally muted oh. you redo that okay the whole, how much of it <laughs> yeah oh, wait, rewind. revive <laughs> revive halo will it be enough okay to yeah like will yeah. this will it just being good be enough to like revive halo because like this was supposed to revive halo halo 5 really didn't go very well and it's like you know, should they have waited and launched with everything? A bigger campaign, multiplayer, co-op, forge, everything all at once. It's the, the best bang for your buck. Everything's awesome. So, is you also forge the, still well, missing? But you also made the point, I will say, you also made the point about clawing back. You know, we know forge is coming. We know campaign improvements like being able to replay freaking missions. Or play that you can't do right now are coming back yeah co-op campaigns coming we know these big things forge is huge we've we've talked about on this podcast how big forge is because it's going to impact multiplayer as well because you make the mlg maps you can you're going to have like shot for shot remakes of old halo that's 3 right. maps and stuff yeah 100 right? so that's going to be huge multiplayer is gonna, in campaigns going to be huge 
all this stuff is going to be big stuff. So like, will that like every time one of those things come come out, it just gets a little bit better and a little bit better. And then suddenly the same thing happens to Apex where people are like, oh my God, this game's huge and awesome. And everyone just kind of jumps back into it. And that's true because, because the other thing too is if they do remake the maps, and uh, and sometimes they in the forge they change the settings so they they up your your base walk speed by like twenty percent so it, yeah. they take away the sprint you can't sprint but you the base movement is up and then it feels like an original Halo game is yeah. it more popular then I don't know I really don't know I mean like you literally could have, like people want SWAT or whatever right right some guys would be like which, I'll make fucking SWAT I'll which make honestly, it yeah. which honestly is like why is there no SWAT there's no free for all there's no team snipers like a lot of the the really popular game modes that are just fun to dick around on well, aren't there at all. Well, yes and no. Apparently, so 343 did come out and say, listen, we've heard the feedback, people saying we want this playlist, this playlist, this playlist, these things that are, are hallmark staples of the Halo experience. We have them, guys. Like, just, we wanted to get the launch out, we wanted to get the campaign out, and, um, you know, and then we'll start to trickle some of these things in. But we, we basically, they said, we didn't want to, introduce an experience that was just so diversified that your first flavor of of infinite was splitting up the player base among all these different playlists right so which i I get that i understand that you know part of it was a beta technically you know the game hadn't fully launched when the multiplayer came out dude so i understand it so i'm gonna give them a little bit of grace on that because they did can i say i'm gonna take about the word there can i say like you're right everything you said logically makes sense but then it's like wait a minute you remember modern warfare 2 Team Deathmatch, Domination, Team Tactical, like freaking um, Demolitionist. Then there was Hardcore, Hardcore Domination, Hard... And every single playlist had players, right? So it's like these old games... Like yeah, but you didn't have the competition back then like, that you have today. Do you not think there's more people playing today? Then like, uh, I mean, well, maybe. Like, I don't know. I, here's like, the thing, these though. old games launched with all this selection and they didn't give a crap about splitting the player base. I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I will agree. Back then, we had a bunch of playlists. That's yeah. true. But I do think that today's gaming market is a lot more competitive than it was back then. I think that yeah. a lot of people are now making games based on the influence that Halo had back in the day. And so like split Halo was like the a little bit. PvP shooter back in the day. It was that or it was Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? And that was, yeah, I mean, that was all the competition. But right now, what do you got? You got Valorant. You got Destiny. You got Halo. You got Warzone. And you got Apex Legends. And you've got, I mean, there's, yeah. pick your flavor of shooters. So to, to break your player base down so many times will eventually start to affect the player experience. So I, I'm going to give them a little bit of grace on that one, personally. Yeah, I I just wonder when is when is going to be the new unanimously loved game? Like when is it going to be? Because every time a shooter comes out, there is like a player base, but it's like some people that love Apex hate Fortnite, and some people that love Fortnite hate this game, and people that are loving Destiny they go try Infinite, and they're like, no, it's not for me. I don't know if it's just like they're missing like a piece of the puzzle, or, or what it is, but I feel like every game that is launching it's like this is a game this is fun but i'm not but wowed i'm never wowed i i'm just wondering when the hell am i gonna be starfield. wowed that's what it's going maybe 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 yeah, and i no. don't i don't mean to like be i just like not a Debbie single Downer. player it's not gonna be a single player game like well well why not 
Why? Why would not? Why, why can't Starfield be like a unanimously loved game? I think from the trends that we've seen, like no, it, it has to be a multiplayer game. Like honestly, probably one of the biggest things was Warzone. Like Warzone was huge, and everyone played Warzone. And you still have like, I think recently there was like a football player, uh, I forget who it was, did like a Warzone touchdown thing where he like revived himself with odell beckham jr just just like did it recently so it's like everyone plays warzone dude every like everyone knows of warzone right now it's kind of gone down but question go ahead was PUBG bigger than warzone though i don't know oh, like, at, like that's a good question like at, i want to see those numbers at launch what like when everyone's playing grims and doc and shroud everyone's playing was PUBG bigger because i feel like Everyone was playing PUBG, and Wait, I mean, wasn't I, it I, PC I only it was PC only though, wasn't it? Yes, it was at launch. So mm-hmm. that's so no. no. So it won't, would be fair, fair. I feel like, but, PUBG, like, it, it was but like, in terms of, but how do you, how do you, yeah, how do you gauge what was bigger? Do you do you gauge it by how many people were playing or how much of an impact it had on the in the gaming world? Because like even me, I was not doing really any PC gaming back then uh, until PUBG came out, and I was like. This is the thing that's going to make me learn to play games on PC. And I did. That was like my gateway game into PC game, like real PC gaming, not like Candy Crush. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, real what? PC gaming. And so um, I I remember PUBG very favorably because I remember jumping ship from Destiny at the time was just so dry that I needed something. And so me and like the guys I played Destiny with made that transition together. It was me, KJ Hovey, and uh, the Manigator, and then every week I was streaming PUBG with them and with Doctor Lupo some days, and that really got me into PC gaming. So, and now I play I play PC games five nights a week. So, yeah, it yeah, was it like, had a big impact on me personally. But did any of those games have as big of an impact as like a Modern Warfare Two? Like, uh, maybe it was just me, but like life revolved around Modern Warfare Two when it came out. Like it was like, when are you guys gonna be home? to play some Modern Warfare 2, right? It was like, it was the, there was like no other choice. And like everyone heard of it, has known about it. Like everyone that was alive during that time and it was like kind of, you know, uh, of age to play it, they know about Modern Warfare 2. Like they played Modern Warfare 2. Hmm. And like a Halo yeah. 3 is another good example. Everyone played Halo 3, like pretty much, right? Yeah. And yeah. is, are those... Were those bigger than a PUBG, a Fortnite? Like, I, I I imagine Fortnite got bigger than those games. Just, like, there's so many more gamers that... Or, like, it's weird. To, like, everyone played Fortnite for a little bit. And then people and started building free. castles and people were like, eh. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, it being free as well. I, you know, it's just, it's funny because, like, even though, even Minecraft, though, like, you have to pay for Minecraft. And Minecraft is, like, this... insurmountable like it is a goliath in gaming and i'm just i I, i'm always curious like when is a game going to come out that is universally loved more than minecraft and maybe it never will because it's just like the perfect thing kids can play but like will there ever be a game that beats minecraft at minecraft i don't know but i'm so curious for that day when it's like everyone is playing it everyone's streaming it everyone's making videos on it among us for a brief window of time was that game yeah like yeah everyone was playing among us dude and like we, our wives yeah. played among us like what yeah, the heck? True. You know what I mean? they don't play any true. games they played among us <laughs> yeah 
and and I guess like Among Us, and then same with like uh, Horizon, or, or what, what was it? New Horizon, Animal Horizon Crossing. Zero Dawn? No, no, no. Oh, Animal oh, Crossing. Okay. It, it, it's just it's really exciting and fun when everyone's talking about the games. I just like those moments in time because it feels yeah. kind of historic, and I'm waiting to see what will the next one be. The League of Legends MMO beating Final Fantasy and Warcraft. Will you know? Will it be? Path of Exile 2, knows, all the yeah. all the Diablo people are like, finally, the ultimate game. You know, I just, I don't know when, but I like those moments in gaming a lot. Um, um, we're kind of getting a little off topic, though. Moving on to Activision. You know, used to, Activision Blizzard used to hold on to basically those games that we talked about, right? Like, Activision right. made Modern Warfare 2, obviously, and the, just the Call of Duty franchise, Warzone, all this stuff. Blizzard made some absolutely classic games. I think there was a moment of time where Overwatch was, like, almost, yeah. like, what that, that game. Overwatch was, like, the game. Um, and then it takes, like, six months for them to d- update anything, so it's like, eh. So, <laughs> so, when we get into this Activision thing, the one thing I want to ask you is... If I offer you a job and I tell you to move across the country and then you do move across the country, what are your expectations as the employee? Oh, no, no. And then you promise a raise. Yes. (laughs) That's that's the big thing. And so as my employee, what would you expect to happen? Oh, I'd probably get fired after that, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) You move across the country, you uproot your life, you come work here, but then instead of giving you a job, I just fire you. That doesn't seem like something... You gave me a job, you just promised a raise, and then instead of getting the raise, you just fired me. Yeah, like a month in. Uh, I mean, I think it was different for multiple employees, but that essentially happened. A bunch of people uh, moved to a different studio or a different area, relocated um, to work on, like... Was it on Warzone? On Warzone, yeah. QA testers for Raven Software, and Raven Software is in charge of Warzone. Yep. And uh, and so they moved. They got set up for this new job, and then a bunch of them got left, let go. And that is now a catalyst to a new Activision Blizzard walkout. But this one is different because the other ones were saying, all right, we're going to walk out. We want things to change. We'll be back. This one is, we ain't coming back until this company is fixed, which means... We ain't coming back because Bobby, Bobby, Bobby he's still CEO. Oh. He's like, hey, yo, I'm CEO. We're partying. I got C- money in your pocket. I'm CEO. Hey, I'm not, he says, I'm CEO. I ain't going to go because you can't get rid of me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. It's actually kind of wild because, you know, it, it's different than like, um, obviously it's sad anytime someone gets fired, but also... Sometimes you got to fire bad employees, right? Yeah. Employees who have perhaps uh, affected the game negatively. I think one of the biggest high-profile examples of that was when Call of Duty World War II, I don't know if you guys remember of that, uh, they got rid of the lead designer and brought in some new guys, and the game drastically improved after that. Right. Uh, like, this guy had a very narrow vision, and, and it didn't really vibe with the community. So, again... Sometimes you gotta f- fire people if they're not doing a good job. Sure, but this is not does not appear to be the case. Firstly, these are QA testers, right? And a bunch of QA testers, like you know, it's unlikely that all of them were in any way needed to or had a really good reason to fire them. You know, just for being a and QA. If tester. you had a reason to fire them, you probably wouldn't tell them to expect a raise. 
Exactly. So they made these people move. Right. So like, hey, you got to relocate. And then they did. And then they're saying, okay, well, we're going to give you some raises. So don't worry about it. Because they're probably asking about the conversation. Like, hey, I'll move. But like, I'm not getting paid enough to like uproot my entire family's life. Right. I'm going to get a raise. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you'll get a raise. And then they just fired them. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nuts. Because it's like, listen, Warzone is one of their biggest things out there. Like it made... Wait, was it like almost two billion dollars last year? Like it's making literally billions of dollars. Yeah. Like these people I, probably thought there was good job security there. They're yeah, like, right. Hey, man, I'm set for a while. So mm-hmm. it's like it's absolutely shocking because you're thinking, how can they not afford to have these QA testers? And if anything needs QA testing, it's Warzone, dude. dude <laughs> when, they, when they they're just right now introducing a new Warzone map. Right? So I've got a brand new map up there. Oh, be pretty useful to have some freaking QA testers testing head glitch spots, like people falling under the map, like this is the normal stuff you would get with a new map. Now you can have less people to catch those. They're also adding all the uh, World War II guns into the game. And last time they did that, last time they integrated the Cold War guns. They busted it, yeah. The game was broken. Like, there was hilariously overpowered stuff. The attachments did the opposite of what they said. So it'd be like, increases bullet velocity. It would lower bullet velocity. So, like, everyone was, like, putting together these wild builds from, like, these attachments that they had to figure out what they did on their own and shit. Like, it it was like, I cannot think of a game that needs QA testers more than Warzone. Then and he just massive fired a bunch. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, is, like, some some different tech stocks have dropped and everything, and Activision was kept up in it. It, it kind of traces all the other tech drops. Like, a lot of companies right now are down 20 30%. But the thing is, is, like, people aren't even building the games that are going to be going on the balance sheet in the future. And the tech, you know, it's dropped and everything. But, like, did the boomer investors not realize, like, that company won't have games if something doesn't change soon? And, and, and some of the things that you're thinking are coming out are now delayed three months, six months, a year. A year. Indefinitely. Like, I know that they do have some big cash cows like Warzone that are bringing in a ton of money. So maybe it doesn't change now. But I would not own... Personally, I, I'm I'm not gonna buy any Activision until I see the drop when everyone realizes. Then I might consider it. Cause then it's like, okay, well now they're gonna make games in the future. But I don't know. I, I think that maybe Bobby's I'm overestimating. The question is, Bobby's gonna step down. Like, why would you come back? Why would you come back and like give your all at that company while Bobby's still there? You can't. Yeah. You, no one well, the, wants to. I honestly, the question is like, when is it gonna start mattering? Because I, I honestly don't trust the consumer to to force Activision's hand with their wallet. Because the consumer's probably going to be like, hey, that sucks. I'm still going to play this game. And I'm still going to pay for microtransactions. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people are probably not going to change their interests in the games that they play because of what the studio's been yeah. doing. And you could Some of them like, will. But yeah. I... But I do think that that now that the employees are starting to really push back, that's when it's going to start mattering. Because when there's no product to pay for, what's the consumer going to do? Where are they going to go? You know what I'm saying? To your competitors. So that's when it's going to start to matter. But but I don't know when that trickle down is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like when is the right now the employees are starting to fight back. But when is that moment where 
the consumer starts to feel the effects of that. That's right. when it's going to start to bite Activision in the butt, I guess. I think it's like they probably, like, you know, with this Warzone launch, they probably had this stuff pretty much done or almost done for a while. But, like, they're going to go into Season 1, and then they have this whole thing planned. Season 2, probably going to get delayed. And Season 3 and all this stuff, like... And I think, you know, it's been years and years and years with nothing coming out of Blizzard. And, like, from what I've heard, it's like... There's no ETA on the next thing for World of Warcraft because no one's working on it. Like, I think it's... People are going to realize, Tash, when it's, like, the E3 and there's nothing to announce. Yeah. Right? Diablo 4, 2025. Maybe. Right? Like, basically, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Actually, really quick thing, I saw a comment about it. Uh, Speaking of terrible companies, did you you see what Take 2... I can't remember. Did, I well, saw that too. So, have you ever heard of the game It Takes Two? It's like oh yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a it's like a beautiful story I, game. I remember the story. Like a yeah. really really cool story game. It Takes Two is getting meant to be played sued. with two pl- people. Like yeah. people will play with like their wife or significant yeah. other. Like it's yeah. just like a fun. It's literally, the story game. is about a couple that's like about to get divorced and finding the magic again and working together. It's like yeah. really wholesome. Actors is like. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, you're, you're trying to steal our name. So the game is called... No, not Activision. Take two. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, take two. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I mean, not what I say. Um, it Takes Two is the game is being sued by Take Two, the company, saying, yeah, that's copyright. That's copyright. You're trying to steal our name. And it's like, bro, no one Googling It Takes Two was looking for your company. Right. Ever. Yeah. And, and, like, and no one is gonna look at uh, look that up and be like, is do I, is this where I apply to work at Take Two Gaming? Is this is this the video game I'm yeah, supposed to apply to? It's like no it's one does. So it. silly. It's like when uh, there was an incident where Ferrari was naming their uh, like Formula One or like their race car, not even for I don't even think it was for sale on the it was their racing car for that year. They named it the for uh, the Ferrari F one fifty. And Ford got mad and, like, threatened to sue. He said, you better change your name because we own F-150. And Ferrari's like, it's difficult to understand Ford here because, like, you're gonna, I'm going to Google F-150. You see a Formula One racing car. <laughs> you're like, that doesn't look like what I saw at the that, local store. That like, don't look like a truck I was like, <laughs> no one's that. No one's going to think that. You're like, oh, that must be something I'm not looking for. Like, clearly... The bed of that truck does not look like it's going to fit my stuff. Like, dude, it's like, even if it's named the same thing, it's for such different, like you said, it's yeah. a totally different game. It takes two, and then take two, the publisher, like, it is just like, it's, it's silly, and it's basically like, how can we ruin our brand image for, like, how much money do they lose hurting their brand image? For no reason, like, how much money would they gain from this? Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, truly. It's just a, a stupid goodwill loss. There's so many idiots running these companies. I can't. What happened yeah. recently it's where like a company did that? We were making fun of them because we're like, oh, let's just ruin our brand image real quick. Uh, I don't know. We, we said like, that. It was I like feel like we said about a number of people. It was like a yeah. It happens often. It was like a couple weeks ago. Like someone did it. We're like, dude, you are just like, all right, let's ruin our brand image really quick. Right. Uh, it was right. like speedrun ruin I, your brand image. I can't help but feel like it's a, it's like your legal team is like crap. 
we don't really have a lot that we're doing right now. We need to prove our worth to the company. So yeah, honestly. So we've got take two. You know, it takes two. Okay, let's 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 make the the people who employ us think that we're doing something. So let's shut them down. I don't know. What do I know? Uh, now PlayStation is making big moves, announcing they are trying to go to bat and compete against Game Pass with their own version. Which, honestly, kind of sweet. If they've got Ghost of Tsushima on there, you've got God of War on there, some Horizon Zero Dawn on there, like, yeah. they could have some banger games. Because I think the exclusives on PlayStation have typically been a little bit stronger. Uh, maybe not going yeah. forward, because, you know, Xbox has Bethesda and all these different things. But uh, PlayStation has had some very, very good exclusives. And so if you can sign up, get some, some PlayStation Gold going on, Got some free games from that. If you're getting the free games from this pass, uh, yeah, definitely has potential. And it seems like the future is like so, we keep you locked in, paying money every month for games you will play, but maybe you won't play. And maybe you'll forget about it, and five years go by, and we milked $400 out of you on this uh, on this uh, subscription, subscription fee. fee. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, in that time, you only would have bought Call of Duty, and you would have bought one other game. You know what I mean? I I think that's the thing, is like some people do only play one game or they even play games like Fortnite that are free. And so it's a way for them to just kind of get long-term value out of that customer for a very limited cost because they they don't have to print the game and send it to you. It's downloadable content. They obviously have the server costs, but, you know... But most of the time, you as the consumer also get a better value. It's you do, like, you do, absolutely. Yeah, if, if you, you're actually taking advantage of the product, yeah. But it's one of those things where I feel like people are more, like you said, Tash, like, oh, maybe I don't buy that many games. But then you get Game Pass and you do try a bunch of games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm the bad example. I have Game Pass, but I only play Destiny. Like, I, they're milking me, baby. I'm just giving my, money away from X- Xbox. My father-in-law is the good example. My father-in-law, <laughs> yeah, we, got go. him, we got him Game Pass as a Christmas gift last year. It was not something he was interested in at all or expressed desire for. He didn't even know what it was. And he had kind of not really been gaming. When I met my wife, when I was dating her, I would come up and, and stay at my in-law's place before they were my in-law's. And I would sit up in the evenings playing. I don't know if you remember this, uh, Cactus. You're a COD guy. Do you remember how uh, I think it was was it Modern Warfare Two that had like the um, missions you could play? Where it was Spec kind, of, kind of like a like Spec yeah, Spec Ops. It was like a horde oh. mode kind of a thing. I know everything. I did that with my father-in-law while I was dating my wife before we were married, and that's how we kind of got to like hang out together, right? So he was kind of into games at the time. Well, we got him Game Pass last year, and right now, like. Anytime I open up his, I fire up his Xbox when I'm over there, he has like 20 games downloaded where he's like, I got Game Pass. He sees something, he's like, the picture looks interesting. I'm downloading it, baby. And he might play it once or twice or three times, whatever. And some of them he plays religiously. But he's the, he is that guy who's like, anything on Game Pass, I'm going to try it. I will download it, install it. I'll play it once. If I like it, I'll keep playing it. If I don't, I'll uninstall it. So he's getting like so much bang for his buck with Game Pass. Yeah, and it is, like, a great deal. It is truly, like, again, if you are making the most of it, you get to try all these games that you would have never paid money for. So it's pretty sweet. And then these games, if they have any sort of microtransactions, like, they're going to sell probably a lot more of those because they're going to have way more people playing their game. Um, Here's the interesting thing, though. 
I totally understand why Sony is doing this. Like, Sony is doing this because, you know, this is the Disney Plus to the Netflix, right? Disney's like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, we, we should probably do this, right? Um, and like you said, Tash, they could make off like a Disney Plus where they're offering sweet games. Uh, what's it called? God of War, all that stuff. Great, right? right? Even though both those games are coming to PC soon, like God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn came to PC recently, so not so much of an exclusive anymore, but still, sweet. But it could also turn up like you know they have peacock or whatever uh as a streaming service is all of nbc stuff and they have like seinfeld and then not much else mm-hmm. uh where it's like you kind of have that streaming service fatigue where people are like okay well i already have game pass which has more games than i could possibly play am i really going to now get the playstation version right uh um, and that's an interesting question and also i question is it going to be just for PlayStation? Because Game Pass is for PC too, and that's a huge thing, and they get a lot of random PC games on there too. Right. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm not sure that PlayStation launching their own version of Game Pass is going to like necessarily win a lot of people over to PlayStation, but I think what it is going to do is Stop retain. The bleeding. It's going to stay. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of people are starting to see the value of Game Pass and be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I think PlayStation's like, but wait, no. So I think you're going to like, it's more about retaining the PlayStation enthusiasts and appeasing them and, and, and just kind of saying to your community, like, hey, we're here to play ball. You know, if if we understand these people are offering a great product, we're willing to match that and give you a similar experience. So I think that's that's probably what the effect would be. It's more about player retention than anything else. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. John Otron. When will Steam get in on the subscription model? Question. Interesting. Very good question. They have the market by the balls so hard. Like, I don't (laughs) think they need to. I don't know if you want to buy a game to get it from here. Epic is giving away games, though. Like, and it, didn't, is, it hasn't worked. They have 1% market share like we talked about, right? I don't know, man. Like recently, I have not fired up Epic, uh, the Epic Store in a long time. But last week, for the entire week, Dead by Daylight was completely free. And I was like, I've always been interested. I didn't even know. I've played a lot of games like it. And I know that this is sort of like the like slasher game out there that people love has a great community i've seen clips every now and then on twitter so me and my core group of gamers me and my wife and our two best friends we're like let's try it it's free what yeah so we fired it up and and now we've been playing dead by daylight on epic so i don't know maybe at some point if epic continues every time you have to launch the epic launcher you're like ah it is like you're like where is this on my desktop again yeah exactly (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they keep doing that, maybe they're going to drum up competition. That's the thing. They've got a lot of capital that they can lose. That's the so, thing. Yeah, Epic's got point. money to lose. That's a good point. It's like Steam doesn't give a crap. Like, they sell EA Play on Steam. That's a good point. What happened to EA Play? EA Play was a subscription <laughs> service before Xbox, before any of this Game Pass crap. Like, EA Play, to its credit... Had a lot. It was like you could play like every old battlefield. You could play all the old Dragon Ages. You could like, I I, I don't think they had an, as much as like Xbox Game Pass when it came out, and maybe that was like kind of the deciding factor. But it is kind of interesting. Like X like EA Play kind of just gave up. I mean, it's still a thing, 
but now they merged with Game Pass. Uh, the X- Game Pass. And so it gets to a point where you, you get something that's so big. Like, Game Pass has such variety that it's like, okay, you can't get the PlayStation games, but you couldn't anyways. So, like, what's PlayStation really offering? Like, they yeah. weren't going to end up on Game Pass anyways. It, it might depend on price. Because, like, you need PlayStation Plus for a lot of stuff. So what yeah. if it's just, like, for five bucks more, you get all the games. And then it's like, oh, it's only five bucks. It could be, it could yeah. be, you know, something like that. It's just, like, a tiny, tiny cost upgrade. And then you get all these games. And then people just, it's almost like FOMO. They're like, well, I might as well have that in case a cool game comes out. Why not? Yeah. Because, I mean, typically, it's like if you get one good new game, it pays for itself in, the, in, in most situations. Pretty much, yeah. Sure, yeah, basically. As long as it's not true. too expensive. So, um, Let's move on to KFC Gaming. Uh, they got absolutely roasted. <laughs> this is just a funny series of events to me. I don't know why. I don't know if you... Do you guys follow KFC Gaming or have you seen some of this stuff before? They no. basically have this... They're a little this, edgy. Yeah, it's exactly it. This, this is their approach they're like listen we're gonna impression farm on twitter a little bit we're gonna say something to farm some you know impressions it's really edgy and uh and it'll be great for us because people will be talking about us and so they put out this tweet a little bit of setup though for the tweet a little bit of setup battlefield 2042 they had a rocky launch right i think everybody knows that by now rocky launch lots of bugs lots of issues um since then dice has launched several uh updates to the game to bring it up to speed they fixed almost all of the major bugs have already been knocked off the list Uh, a lot of quality of life improvements and ui improvements knocked off the list balancing issues a lot of them knocked off the list and more updates slated for the immediate future uh based off of player feedback about the state of the game and some bouncing issues that they'd love to see addressed so dice has been even though they had a rocky launch dice has been really good at earning uh, a little bit of credit with the way that they're supporting the game post-launch now one of those updates that came out had some stuff (laughs) a little extra stuff in it that some data miners found and uh they were holiday skins Okay, so you got these specialists, and one of them is Boris. He's this big guy with a beard, and uh, one of the skins kind of gives him a white beard instead, and, a, and a, like a Santa Claus hat, right? It's like a holiday skin. Okay, it's he not also over kinda, the... He has like the Santa Claus robe. It's a Santa yeah, Claus yeah, yeah, skin. He's, yeah, it's yeah. a Santa Claus skin. Okay, now that was data mined, and so people immediately were like, "Whoa, hold up!" You know, so there was a little bit of backlash. Dice said, "Listen, guys, hey." That slipped through the cracks. That file should not have been in the update file. We're sorry. This is not something that you're going to see. It's not something that we're shipping. It's something... And they came forward. They're like, way back in the day, we thought how maybe it would be cool to have some holiday skins. We, we had some artists whip up a couple of them. Um, we got some early feedback on them. People didn't like that like look for Battlefield. They wanted Battlefield to be this futuristic, like modern to... to close modern futuristic warfare style game we, we and were that talking, broke the can, yeah can, can i say like we were talking before the podcast about is this exactly this for people like why wouldn't you want a santa claus skin that, that sounds sweet there's uh quite a lot of people actually who want that more like milsim accurate stuff not to say it's like 
course. Super realistic. Like, being realistic and being authentic are two different things. And mm. it's like, you know, every Call of Duty starts out where it's like, you get the sick night vision goggles. It, you know, this it looks like the SAS, the head-to-toe, a perfect British SAS uniform. And then six months later, it's like, it's the Grim Reaper! And it's it's Rambo! It's Rambo from the movie Rambo! And it was running <laughs> around, all these ridiculous crap. And there's like, and your, and your gun has like a dragon on it that's breathing fire and stuff. It's like so absurd, right? So right. it's like, a lot of people don't like that in their like military shooters. They want the like authentic experience. And so right. Battlefield players especially, they don't want that stuff. Right. Yeah. So this is a lot of setup for the KFC gaming tweet. All right. I understand that. Follow me, okay? All of this stuff transpired. Dice said in good faith, "Hey guys, sorry that shouldn't have that file shouldn't have been in there. That's not happening. Don't worry about it. We're focused on supporting the game right now. We're not launching these holiday skins that you saw." Okay. After all of that stuff has already transpired, KFC Gaming is, comes in with a tweet, and they're like, "Here we go, baby. This is gonna be a banger." And they're like, "This was the tweet. It was something along the lines of, Battlefield Community says." hey, we want these bugs fixed and list a number of the major issues that happened with launch. And then it said, DICE. Hey, here's a Santa Claus skin, right? And their whole goal is to really just, like, shame DICE and make them look bad to people who aren't really invested in the game who would read that tweet and think, okay, Battlefield's really, really buggy, and DICE, instead of fixing the bugs, is delivering holiday skins. When the reality is what I just told you, Mm -hmm. they've actively fixed tons of bugs have more updates slated and have shelved holiday skits that's the truth but that's not what readers would have assumed based on that tweet so anyways the people who knew the truth lit kfc gaming up in fact uh ea's equivalent of destiny's dmg right dylan on twitter there's um, their community their community manager basic quote tweeted it and it was like he literally tagged their uh marketing agency Above which is a savage gaming, move. which is savage, right? It'd be like it'd be like if I tagged your boss in something terrible that you did, right? That's basically what what he did. It's it like, was like uh, this example, is why you have no clients. Yeah. This is literally yeah. what he said. He's like, this is why you have no clients because people in the industry don't respect you because you you put out bull crap like this, and it, and the tweet like immediately was gone. Like you know, the marketing agency saw that and was like. What did you do? <laughs> and so, anyways. Yeah, like, it, it'd be like, you know how that uh, Gr- Griffin guy on Twitter, I forget mm-hmm. his name, something Griffin, runs, like, he's, like, a bungee social media, but he runs, I think he runs their Twitter account. Yeah. It's like, if you, it's like, if, like, tweeted something, and you're, like, at Griffin, this is a dog shit tweet. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you're like the person behind the company. You're like going after them, right? Because it's like some marketing agency running their tweet. Um, and so he went after them, and I thought I was like, oh, dang. Like, uh, first of all, how does he even know that? Like, I didn't know that, but I, I was like, that's, you know, this was a pretty savage move. Yeah. yeah. But but also true, because it's like, there is a there is an argument to be said for what their original tweet. Like I go back to Curse of Osiris was actually kind of a good example that hit home for us. Like there was very little new content, but the Eververse store was overflowing, right? Mm-hmm. Like they put a lot of time into all those ghost shells and not much in terms of actual weapons or cool stuff, right? So there is an argument to be made sometimes, but with Battlefield specifically and them like there's already been multiple updates. It seems like an update every week. 
It's it's like yeah. they really seem to be on top of stuff. And so they're it really does look like they're trying quite hard. And so yeah, it just kind of looks like they're trying to be edgy and they just like failed at it. Yeah, they were trying to sell a story that had already been told, already been addressed, and they were trying to spin it in a way that made Dice look bad to make you know people I'm... assume something that wasn't true. Yeah. That's really what they got lit up for. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminds you of? It's I feel like KFC Gaming is like trying to be Wendy's. Yeah, you know, like the Wendy's uh, Twitter, yeah. the edgy, and they, like the edgy, and like they're edgy, but they're actually funny, and they like they roast people, and they make fun of McDonald's and stuff. Like they like whoever runs that account is like actually just funny, and so right. they can pull it off, and it doesn't sound like they're being super edgy and like and 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 bitter too, and and just like mean and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a That's fine true. line between like bringing value and humor, or just like like roasting a troll who's like roasting Wendy's is funny. But like you're actively trying to get a player base rallied up over something that didn't happen. Yeah, like, you're, yeah. You, you're essentially spreading misinformation. So like you're just a piece of trash. So yeah, yeah. Like Wendy's will ro- people will be like roast me Wendy's, and then they will. It's like you're, you're literally <laughs> asking for okay. it. Okay. Uh, or like they'll roast like McDonald's, right? So it's like okay, their main competitor. Or it's like you know they had that missed up tweet. They're like yeah, tweet more broken than the ice cream machine and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like and this isn't the first. What did KFC Gaming do? Also, that got him in hot water too. I'm he did trying like to remember else. that that. All I know is that in my head, when I think of KFC Gaming, my brain associates them with being edgy and stupid and getting lit up for it. So they 100%. It's happened before. They 100% did something else, and they got in big trouble for it. Uh, but it's also like, dude, you delete... I mean, I don't know. Deleting the tweet, too, is like... It reminds you of like... Oh, that's what it was. What? It was... um. When they said every masterpiece has its cheap copy, and it oh, was yeah. it was Left yeah. for Dead and Back for Blood, and yeah. it's like everyone was like, "You idiots! It's the same developer, you freaking moron!" Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it, what it was. It's like, yeah, no, it it's was like they hire There's... someone who doesn't even game to run the KFC gaming Twitter. It's oh like my gosh. it's like they Sam... hired. The the like forty nine year old no, yeah boomer they hired, that, like they hired one of the main posters on the Halo subreddit to come and run the, their Twitter the, account, dude. The funny thing is, we were just you were just talking about Griffin, right, from um, Bungie, and the top response to that tweet is Griffin from Bungie saying when when how do you do fellow kids goes wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, that's too funny. Truly. But that's going to be it for the main topics today. We covered all the uh, the big things. We'll take a few moments with RGH After Dark to answer some questions and just uh, you know chat with all of you who have burning questions for us. That's essentially what RGH After Dark is, and it's a, it's a great time. Down. But just before we get into while you guys are writing up your questions, Tash is Boop. going to read off. I think we got a couple of new Real Gamer Hour members, so we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we uh, do. You guys are awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah, hey, Derek, next Derek week. Floyd. Welcome. Do you have more? Sorry. I didn't mean they're to go. No, there's a bunch of They're a gone. Bunch of I can't too. read. Yeah, I, I, I said thanks in the chat. I we can't called out to him in chat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, Chris. We said but, thanks um, a while ago. Good enough. You know. <laughs> I hope, I hope this goes to TV's drink budget. Yo, Dude, Chris, you're about $300 to go there, buddy. If you want to have my you want to I make a dent my, in his drink budget. So I had a um, a builder 
walking through my house yesterday uh, because we're doing an addition, and the guy taking the job, he's walking through the house, and um, as he's coming up from my office, I have this shelf with like it's just it's just bottles, right? Because I do a lot of mixing, so a lot of mix a lot of uh, ingredients call for like an obscure liqueur of some kind. So it's just a bottle sitting on a shelf, and he's like, he gets to the shelf, he's like, whoa. You got a lot of booze. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well. And then TV f- stumbles to the side. He's like, you're right. Well, it's funny because, like, <laughs> it's funny. And this isn't me getting defensive. I know some people have, have been like, is TV an alcoholic? Okay, I have I have four ounces of something once a week on a show. Doesn't mean I have a problem. But um, <laughs> the recipes I do uh, that I tend to favor are based off of what's called the last word template. And it's just a four ounce drink, and and some of it isn't even alcohol. So it's like they're really small recipes. They're made for like getting a really cool flavor and being done with it really quick. So, anyways, I want to come over and enjoy that. See, I have I have a similar wall in my house, but just all Bud Light. Stop! It's the wall of Bud, baby. Wall of Bud, baby. Every day I go (laughs) Um, grab another Bud. I am getting called out directly. It's getting really old listening to Mike constantly demand the next big thing. You named like three of the biggest releases earlier, Apex, Fortnite, Valorant, and pointed out that the player bases don't unanimously agree on the others being great. Find a game that you play or, or, or that you like and play it because you enjoy it. Stop looking for the next trend to try and make money on. People tune in for you because they enjoy you. And that's fair. But I don't like the games. I don't like Apex Legends because the third partying in it is absolute dog meat. It is absolutely atrocious how much third partying goes on. And I know you can counter it, and I know you can outplay it, but it is not fun. It is not fun for me. I, I cannot handle um, chasing down an Octane. He's got two HP left. I kill him, and then another team comes in and kills me. Hate it. I don't Just like Warzone. Better, I don't like Fortnite. The building in Fortnite. It's like, yes, the games are popular. It doesn't mean I like them. And I'm not going to just play them. So it's like, I am waiting for the next big thing because I don't like the current, the current games that are available. Valorant. Cool game. I don't like the shooting style in Valorant. Some people love CSGO. Some people love Valorant. But, like, I don't like that shooting style. On top of that, for whatever reason, the ping in that game for me, dog meat as well. I will shoot a guy before he even sees me. I'll land two shots... And then he'll turn and snap on me, and it kills me. And it says that I only landed two bullets, even though I've seen on my screen four of them hit. There's so many things in all these games. Halo Infinite, massive issues with hit registration, massive issues with the spawning systems. I, I've played games for so long, and there's so many things in these games that tilt me, and I, I can't play them long-term because I don't enjoy them. If I did enjoy them, I would grind them, but I don't. And it's like, yeah, I'm waiting for the next big thing. It's, it's frustrating because I'm... Maybe I am too too hard on these games, but I just feel like there's problems also, in them that I can't handle. You just notice the flaws more. Like I think people who say that type of stuff, like they don't realize you crapped on Halo. You're you're Onyx rank in Halo. Yeah. So it's like these people. It's like, oh, why don't you just enjoy the game? Bronze rank. Game. It's like, bro, you don't even know how to hit headshots. Like, what are you talking? Like, it's like I, I I get that too. Where it's like, oh. You're mad about this, like, perk in Destiny, or you think this is overpowered or underpowered. Like, why don't you just enjoy the game? It's like, bro, like, you, you, you know, you have a 0.5 KD, right? You don't understand these perk interactions. You don't understand how powerful they can be, or you don't understand what's wrong with this. That's not to say, like, you can't say anything about it or that you're wrong. It's, it's just, like, 
going after people it's like we play the game infinitely more than you we like understand the interactions and what annoys us this is the main thing like what what annoys us right away you're gonna be annoyed at the same thing in a month right you just don't play enough to 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 realize it yet right it's like it's the people calling out grenade launchers right it's like grenade launchers are gonna be broken grenade launchers are broken there's a lot of casual players who are like no, they're not. They're fine. A month later, those same exact people, bro, nerf grenade launchers. Like, uh, it's like, it just takes you a little bit longer to get fed up by it. Right. Patty Cakes Gaming in chat had a really good question. He asked what we think um, the the new Halo weapons in Destiny 2 are going to have, what their impact is going to be in the meta in PvP and PvE. I will pass PvE to you, Kagas, but on the PvP side of things, I'm going to say this. Having used all of them so far, the Halo, um, the Halo throwback weapons, I think that at best some of them make A tier, but none of them break into the S tier, and I kind of like that. Like some, they're really fun weapons. I think the battle rifle is super cool, and I'm having a lot of fun using it. But um, the best pulse rifles in the game outclass it. I've already seen people starting to ask for nerfs in PvP to the uh, the Halo Magnum, right? The Forerunner, the exotic sidearm. Um, but I'm going to be honest, I stepped into a lot of duels with those things in the past couple of days. It's a fun gun to use, no doubt. And, um, especially for team fire stuff, really fun. But, uh, if I step into one V one duel and I've got high caliber rounds on my third axiom pulse rifle, or, um, I stepped into some duels with my cracked out a as Luna today with that thing too. And at most ranges, I'm winning that fight every time. I so, roasted them. I absolutely roasted them with a thorn. Like, I, I was playing in a lobby, like, and I don't think I lost one fight. Like, it wasn't I was even like, close. like, I am not worried, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I mean, Thorn is, especially if you get the, the proc, like, the, the perk going, it's busted. Like, it's so good. I don't, I don't know why more people don't complain about Thorn. It is so good, but... It's really good, yeah. I, it's I don't just know. Like, it, um, there's I, a lot of kind of broken things, though. It's like, is Thorn better than a, a maxed-out Pally or Ayasuna or... You know, even fan firing with the the last word, last you word. get deleted by that thing, and you're like, ah, damn, you know. I think that one thing that could make the BR like a little bit more meta would be, well, I think transversive steps impacts your strafe speed. But are there radiant dance machines in Destiny Two? The ones that yeah. impacted your strafe speed? Yeah, radiant? they're in D two. Yeah, are they? So like, yeah. if you were doing like a hip fire build. Um, with like really high strafe speed on something like that, maybe something like that could be interesting. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it brings enough advantages. It's really fun, but there are so many weapons that have such great advantages that I, yeah, you gotta I, I also know. understand. There's like a weird like thing where when a weapon first comes out, like you'll see a lot of people using it, not necessarily because it's good just because they want to use it. Like the Halo mm-hmm. Magnum is a good example. We so don't really die know. More. We don't really know how you're going to die to it a lot. And so it's easy to be like, this thing's overpowered. Like I'm every other death is, it's, well, it's because everyone's using it. it. doesn't necessarily mean it's overpowered. Like we got to wait a little bit, uh, before that's toned down. And or part like, of it is that part of one of these, you also have to remember is that that Magnum is an exotic. So using, choosing to use that means they are not using the Lorenz driver, the Arbalest the chaperone. wither horde the chaperone you know the ace of spades like there's a lot of things that are that are s tier that we know are s tier that would have to get holstered in order to use that weapon so bear that in mind as well very true 
What about Yallerhorn though? In the PVE side of things, how's where does Yallerhorn fall? Do you think is that is that an S tier PVE weapon or is that A tier? Yeah, it's cracked. It's so good. It, yeah. You know what's funny is it like potentially I gotta do some more testing, but potentially it's gonna be better to not have six players with Gallahorn, have one guy with Gallahorn and the rest people using like something. Chain else. reaction something? Chain yeah. reaction and Vorpal or something? Not chain On a reaction. rocket? Uh explosive light. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it adds wolf pack rounds to everyone else's rockets. So what rocket would you want everyone else using then? I can't give away too many of my secrets, TV, but let me just tell you, like just <laughs> like it's it, you're capable of doing more damage than a Galahorn user if you're using a different rocket and you're getting the Wolfpack rounds from them, right? So, okay. but with six, we were able to, you know, one phase Riven, we did some, like, it, it clowned on rain bosses. Like, I think the Galahorn is legitimately unreal. Especially it's like the, the divinity, catalyst, like, it's like the divinity, but rocket launcher, kind of. Like, it's like, no, it's, it's so like one, much... one person brings it and it val- ups yeah, everyone's yeah. value. It's cool. It's, I really yeah, like it. It, right now, it's a little bit of a weird thing because it's like, is it better than? Well, I gotta do again. I gotta do some testing. I don't know, but like, you know, we have that particle deconstruction, which makes, you know, it completely makes uh, linears and fusions overpowered compared to everything else. But that's the point of it. Like, it's like the marquee. These weapons are cracked this season, right? It was like, in the season before, it was grenade launchers, right? And so those keep rotating. If we get one for rocket launchers that like inflicts a debuff with rockets or something, yeah. GG, like you're done. It, it's gonna be so good. It, it's Did you really have fun. people running Argent Ordnance on top of that? Like no, because it cancels out when you're in a well, and so you can only have one buff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like we we were one phasing bosses, and we didn't have. You know, uh, well, first of all, you can go watch the dang video. Yeah, you know, do all this work oh, here you plug a, in his channel. Just, someone just put a link to the video in the in the chat. Um, what was it called? Uh, we didn't have like a a war mind cell to get an extra ten percent. There's some things, some saucy things you can do to get even more damage. We didn't even do that. It was like well and a tether, and we were still clowning on stuff. So it was like it's really good. Um, again, is it like better than 1k voices right now? I don't know, but it's like certainly lives up to the hype. In fact, it's so good at like ad clearing and stuff. I wonder if Bungie just like made it overpowered. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially if let's say we do get like a rocket launcher seasonal perk. Like if Bungie nerfs Galahorn just before Witch Queen, right? Mm, yeah. We tend to have this stuff where like they let stuff be kind of overpowered. I for mean, a short season. You see everyone using Galahorn, and it, the, the the catalyst, Tash. You remember Galahorn? You hit, and the wolf backgrounds go, and they'll hit other stuff. With the catalyst, if the wolf backgrounds go and hit a red bar and kill it, it spawns a missile that, a, like a basically another wolf background <laughs> that'll go and hit someone else. Right. So it's like you double up your wolf. You see, one shot just clears out a room. It's unreal. I love that. I it's love good that. in PvP too, by the way. Oh, I can imagine, I, dude. Because I, I was using it in PvP today, and there are times where I was like, it did a what? <laughs> like, you're already going to... And it has built-in tracking, too. Like, and yeah. it, with the Catalyst, it has two rounds in a mag. That's, like, impossible for every other rocket. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's fun. I Because I was using um, Aes Luna with the... Um, shoot, what's the name of the new Legendary Trace Rifle? I forget. I'm, but, space, I'm space on it. But it had... But I had that one with Harmony, so I was like, I'll use Aes Luna, the new Trace, and then I'll put on Yallerhorn because I don't have an exotic on right now. 
And I had two Wii Rans with that setup, and I was like, well, this is kind of, this is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, Galahorn is sus. But like I said, hey, they're selling, they're basically selling Galahorn in a dungeon and some, you know, ornaments for $25. I'm telling what you guys. Is, it's, they're selling Galahorn for $25, realistically, right? And the dungeon. So it's like, it better be good, right? Imagine if they're yeah. selling Cryostasia and <laughs> right. Right. For, people would be like pissed. So it's like, Again, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of let it be really good. Because it's really good. For sure. Well, I think that's going to be enough for the RGH podcast tonight. We're at an hour and 15 minutes or so. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Make sure to check out advanced.gg. Use code RGH for 10% off. Thank you so much. And uh, stay tuned for episode next week, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We do it every Wednesday. Pretty much without fail. I'm MTashed. I'm Kakas HD. And I'm Shrew Vanguard. And this was the RGH podcast, The Real Gamer Hour.